Hey, it's Seeking Plum. Today I wanted to share a little something I'm thankful for on Canadian Thanksgiving. To give you a better idea, I'm going to let someone else describe what I'm trying to express. The snippets I'm going to read come from Robin Hobb's book entitled Fool's Assassin. It's book one of the Fitz and the Fool trilogy. Now this is a fantasy book, so <laughs> pull out your imagination and just enjoy the ride. So just to set the scene, there is a little girl. She's about nine years old, but she is very tiny, probably around maybe the size of a four or five year old. She's helping a blind elderly man cross the road. His dirty hand gripped my forearm. The world wheeled around us, the sky rainbowed. There had been a fog, but it had been a fog I had looked through all my life. Now it parted, as if a wind of joy had torn through it. I looked in awe at a beauty that tore my heart wide open. All of them, the scowling tinker, the holly-crowned girl kissing a boy behind the tree, the in-cat under the porch, the old man bartering for a new felted hat. All of them burst forth in glorious colors I had never imagined existed. Their flaws were overcome by the potential for beauty in each of them. I made a small sound, and the beggar sobbed aloud. I can see, he cried out. My sight has come back to me. I can see. Oh, my light, my sun, where have you come from? Where have you been? He gathered me to his breast and embraced me, and I was glad of it. The beauty and the possibility of glory that blossomed all around me flowed from him through me. This, this was how it was supposed to be done. Not in tiny glimpses, not as unconnected dreams. Everywhere I looked, possibilities multiplied. It reminded me of the first time my father had lifted me to his shoulder, and I suddenly realized how much farther he could see from his height. But now I saw not just from a better vantage, not just to a distance, but to all times. At this point, one of the threads catches her attention. It's about the girl and the boy kissing behind the tree. She sees many possibilities. Tonight might be just one night together or they may end up together and have children and spend the rest of their lives together. Or the girl's father may find out and there may be a violent end to the evening. The little girl then realizes that she might be able to shift these threads just slightly to change what might happen. And the elderly man tries to warn her. He turned my eyes and the thread splintered into a thousand more threads. It was not as simple as I had thought. For every thread I tried to follow became a multitude, and the moment I chose one thread from that multitude, it shattered again into yet more possibilities. A bit later, he took his attention from me, and it was as if someone had torn a warm cloak from me in the midst of an ice storm. Then, she says, then my vision faded to the same sort of sight one has in deep twilight before the last light of the day fades. The colors were muted and shadows prevailed, hiding all detail from me. I thought I would die. Every possibility was hidden, masked, and limited to a single instant of time. I felt I could not move. Life was stiff and limited and slow. Time had been a limitless ocean spreading out in every direction, and I had been a seabird, free to wheel and flit from one moment to a thousand other possibilities. Now I was mired in a tiny puddle, struggling to experience even one second fully blinded to the future consequences of any action I might take. I stopped and stood and let life happen around me. This next snippet is more like 
Well, you could consider it maybe a torn page from a diary. But a diary, you don't know who it belongs to. I do, but it's left unsigned. Now, this person has a connection to a wolf. They can communicate mind to mind. Here's what they wrote. My wolf taught me not as much as I ever taught him, but strive as he might, he never completely succeeded in teaching me to exist in the now as he did. When we spent quiet, snowy nights sprawled on the hearth before a comfortable fire, the wolf had no need of conversation or a scroll to read. He simply enjoyed the comfort of warmth and resting. When I would rise to pace the small room or pull a burnt stick from the embers to scratch idly on the hearthstones or take up paper and pen, he would lift his head, sigh, and then put it back down and resume his enjoyment of the evening. When we hunted together, I would move nearly as silently as he did, watching, always watching for the flick of an ear or the shift of a hoof, that tiny motion that would betray a deer standing poised in the brush waiting for us to pass by. I would flatter myself that I was completely in the now, tuned exclusively to the hunt. And so intent would I be on that watch that I would startle when with a pounce and a shake, night eyes would kill the crouched rabbit or huddled grouse that I had walked right past. I always envied him that. He was open to all the information that the world offered him, a scent, a sound, a tiny mo movement, or just the brush of life against his wit sense. I never achieved his ability to open himself to everything, to be aware of all that was happening all at once. You know, I think it's sad that sci-fi and fantasy sometimes gets a bad rap, because you can get a lot out of these types of books. When I read these portions, it reminded me really of my experience with mindfulness. When I'm consistent, when I'm doing it on a regular basis, I feel like I see so much more than I do without it. There's more color in the world, there's more detail, more possibilities. My creativity is, it expands. But when I let it slide, the colors grow muted, my world shrinks. It's much like the little girl described, and like the author of the journal entry, where he didn't see everything that his wolf companion did. And you may think that there is some sadness or disappointment here, but there is some of that, but not entirely. Those multitude of possibilities and the expansive beauty in this world and the expansive ugliness and violence and hatred can be quite overwhelming. So to step back from doing something that opens the door for seeing those possibilities, sometimes I think it's necessary. But then there always comes a time when I, I, miss, I miss seeing the brightness. I suppose the, for lack of a better word, the trick is finding a balance. I've never, <laughs> I've never been very good at meditation. Partly, I, I, <laughs> I have a little bit of OCD about certain things, so if you set me down and tell me, focus on your breathing, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, did I breathe in enough? Did I exhale enough? And I, <laughs> and I know it's stupid, but I, it's, I, I can't do that. <laughs> Letting thoughts come and accepting them and letting them sort of, you know, 
imagining them flow through me or past me, that I can do because I can visualize something about that, right? But I'm more of a visual person. So whatever you want to call that I do, mindfulness, meditation, or a combination of the two, it always has a visual component, even mostly obviously in my imagination. I've read about how the effects of meditation can actually change, you know, the, the parts of your brain. They've actually seen that on fMRI scans. But to actually experience change in how I think was really surprising. And I've seen that even over the past month, month and a half. Anyway, I'm sort of rambling at you about meditation and mindfulness, but today on Canadian Thanksgiving, I am just sharing that I, I'm grateful. I am grateful for learning about it, for imagination, for possibilities, for creativity, for growth, for learning, for new opportunities and new horizons. You know, I'm living my best life, whether it's in those muted moments or in those multitude of possibilities, seeing the abounding colors or threads of a tapestry. If there was one thing that I could gift to any of you, it would be these things. Because no matter what comes your way, good or bad, you can find a way through it, around it, over it, under it. It's the challenges and imperfections that make life truly beautiful. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving.